In today's episode, Valerie Hubbard explodes the myths around the business of acting. We discuss why actors aren't taught that they're entrepreneurs and why having an agent isn't the holy grail. We talk about the importance of mindset and with all the recent changes in the industry, reveal how now really is the best time to be an actor. Join me as we look at life through a different lens. Uh, Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perception Podcast with me, your host, Caroline Partridge. And today I am especially blessed to uh, have with me the amazing Valerie Hubbard. Um, Now, Valerie uh, owns the company Actors Fast Track where she consults with working actors about their career paths. Having navigated her own career, she knows the pitfalls and successes of the path and how to avoid one and create the other. She gives actors the tools they need to get reorganised. In her newest book, Rule Breakers, Changing the Way Actors Do Business, Valerie shows professional actors how to create and operate their acting career as a successful business and how to move from being stuck and into the limelight. Credits include roles on Castle, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., How I Met Your Mother, Glee, American Horror Story, Workaholics, True Blood, and pretty much every Disney show, plus tons of important theatre and commercials and voiceovers for video games. Um, Valerie lives in Irvington, New Jersey, with her husband, Chef Gil Boyd and Dog Gracie and Valerie. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> when you said Gracie really loud, she's right under my desk. <laughs> so she's like, yes, hello. <laughs> Woof, hello. Oh, well, welcome. Welcome to you both. Welcome, Gracie. Welcome, Val. It's so great to have you here because obviously me being an actor, this is... And and also being one of your clients, you know, this is this is uh I think a really um important episode for people in my profession and also people outside of the acting profession to understand how things really are. And I think it's and where I'd like to start, and I think what it's important is to explode some of the myths and some of the misconceptions about actors and the acting industry. So, Val, what can you tell us? Yeah, and I want to say one thing about what you just said Mm. about people outside the industry. Mm. Because I think that, you know, we are, in the as a world, we are in the biggest exponential change we've ever been in. And so every industry... And, and then COVID expedited that, you know, mm-hmm. Bill Gates said that COVID expedited the exponential change. And I, I, I go- agree completely with that. And I think that one of the biggest industries that's affected by that right now that we're seeing is the entertainment industry. Yeah. Um, and so it's really the best time ever to be an actor. Um, but to also be aware of like where in if whatever industry you're in, it's changing. It's changing rapidly. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, we have to be really aware. Change is inevitable, mm-hmm. right? Evolution is inevitable. But, um, you know, it's really exciting time to be in this business. So specifically the myths um, that 
I come up against a lot, expelling the myths that I come up against are that, um, that you have to have an agent to have a successful acting career. Mm-hmm. That's one. Um, you know, agents uh, have become such an important thing, especially for beginning actors. However, if you put yourself in a room with um, a bunch of successful actors, the last person they'll really talk to you about is their agent. So that's one that I think is, is uh, I often come up against because what happens is I meet actors that are stuck and they've mm-hmm. been stuck for years looking for that agent to get them an acting career. And no one is going to get them an acting in a career except themselves. Exactly. Um, so that's like the big one. Um, the other myths that I think are, um, I always say that actors are kind of like uh, an abused spouse, right? When someone mm-hmm. is abused over and over and over again, they be they they become um, subservient to their abuser. They uh, they come to expect it. They give away their power. And I believe that as a profession, you know, back in Shakespeare's days, we were the whores and the prostitutes and whatever, the robbers and the bad. And then it's not gotten much better than that. And then then and then fast forward, we were owned by studios, and now we're owned by things like spotlight and actors access, right? Which are systems that put up, are put in place to actually keep the actor out of the business. And yet there's only one person you can't make a movie without a TV show or is an actor, like a play. Like you have to have the actor. You don't have to have the director. You don't have to have the writer. Like you, an actor could actually do all those things. You could run a camera automatically. You need an actor. You have to have an actor. And yet somehow... We're, we, we've been, our power has been, and we've been so gaslit and so kept out of the process that, that can't function without us, mm. uh, that, that we've given away all this power. So, so I don't, I say, I say this all the time that actors only have to be in London, LA, New York for about, you know, 15 minutes to be fully ensconced in the straitjacket of everything they cannot do mm. and they're not supposed to do. And so, you know, what happens is, you know, I hear a lot of things like, well, you're not supposed to do that. You could get blacklisted. That's spamming. Like all the things that I hear when I ask an actor to run their business and reach out to their customers, it's like a battle because I run up against all those myths. Well, isn't that what an agent is for? And yet, as long as I'm known, an agent doesn't pay for your business. Whoever pays for your business is the boss. And that's you. Yes. Uh, It's interesting. When you were talking there, I just suddenly thought when you said, you know, actors, things can't get done without the actors. But it's really incredible how actors are asked to perform for no fee in lots of, oh, well, this is a low budget or no budget production, but we're going to pay the director. We're going to pay, you know, the, 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 the tech guys, but mm, the oh well, this this can go on your show reel as experience, and and I'm like, what what? It's yeah. a, would you ask anyone else to work for free? No, they wouldn't because no one else would work for free. Exactly, exactly. Like, I've never met a musician that works for free, right? If you want a musician to come play at your wedding or a quartet, you know, at your party, you're going to have to pay them, right? 
the only artist that I've ever met that works for free as an actor, mm. right? They do it all the time. They give away all the time because they have, because their value, again, they've been gaslit. So it's like their value has been sucked out of them. And so one of my biggest struggle is helping an actor reclaim their value, stand in their value. And, and, you know, just like, it's hard to turn down jobs. I get that. Like the other day I turned down an audition. I had told my agents, I wanted to do some plays. I'm back in New York. I'd like to do some plays. They sent me an audition for a play. You know, it only runs four, four weeks and it's $400 a week. That's not great. It's like, you know, Friday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday performance mm. Sunday. Uh, okay, I'll do that. But they weren't going to pay me for rehearsal. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, you want me to go to Brooklyn to rehearse? That means I lose an entire day. I live in New Jersey, but you know, it's not close. Right. And so I have to go to Brooklyn to rehearse. No, I, I won't be taking that audition. I mean, you know, get some other actor. You're not going to get an actor of my caliber. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's that, it's that perception that actually actors have to sacrifice things because there's no way that you can make a living without you know, you, there's no way you can make a living just being an actor. That's a unless, huge, you know, which is, which is, yeah, misconception and, and a, but a crazy perception that does persist. Yeah. Yeah. And there are so many ways to make a living now. I mean, when I got out of acting school, there was literally three networks. Now you can make money. I have clients. I have a client that made $100,000 last year doing non-union voiceovers. $100,000 doing non-union voiceovers. Uh, you can do audiobooks. I have clients that are making five figures easy doing audiobooks, reading books. You can do the voice that's on, you know, that's on voicemails and all of those kind of things. Like vo just voiceover alone is a huge industry. So many ways to make money. Video games, the, the highest grossing thing in the entertainment industry, video games. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see way more of those. I mean, like motion capture items. You can make so much doing that. You know, um, uh, of course, like there's so much streaming platforms, so many streaming platforms The you know, but now more than ever, it requires you being a savvy CEO of your own company Yeah, and being able to ask for what you want and have negotiation skills, yeah. um, you know, which is like, you know, actors have been sitting in the back seats for so long that it's like, I feel often like it's an uphill battle when I'm trying to do, but I do believe if I change the way enough actors do business that I will collectively change the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the crux of it, really. It's enough people saying, no, I'm not going to work for nothing uh, because I do believe that I am worth something and I do believe that I will be paid. And that's, oh, that is when things will really start to change when actors start saying no to uh, doing work for free. But also I think what prevents people or what makes people afraid of kind of leaping into the void is that they, all these things that you've talked about, a lot of people don't know how to enter into all of those those wonderful lucrative 
uh, areas of work, you know, voiceover and uh, and video games, and or they're scared to approach people. They're scared to they're scared to approach the the gatekeepers, you know, and and I think especially with with working with you it's great because it's so refreshing you're like just like fuck it let's just <laughs> you know it's just like go for it guys what are you, you waiting know, for any time that you start anything in your life mm. you know most of the time people don't live the life they want to is because their brain whatever the thought is that's stopping them like you know, as you know, I recently started to go viral on TikTok. And when I, you know, first of all, I, you know, I did, I did smart things. I hired a TikTok coach Mm -hmm. because I was overwhelmed by the technology. Mm -hmm. That was the thing for me. Like, I was like, I don't know how to do it. It seems really complicated. I don't know how to start. I tried it and I, I posted one video and I didn't know what I was doing and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, I know now long enough I've been doing all of the things I've been doing is the way that I built my successful business, the way that I built my successful acting career, the way that I've done anything successful in my life is to hire help, someone to tell me how to do it. Someone that's done it before me that can show me what to do. And when I'm paying someone to show me what to do, I will do it. I know me now long enough that that's what I do. So, but then I hired the coach and then I wasn't posting my first video because again, the thoughts were, it needed to be perfect. I needed to do it just right. I didn't know exactly what my, my, my niche was supposed to be. I mean, I knew obviously business of acting, but I didn't know like who I was supposed to be, Mm. my personality, like all that stuff is the next level that what stops me as a human. And so then the 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 coach said to me, if you don't tip post your first video, we I'm not coaching you again until you do. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, okay. So I posted my first one and then I kept posting and then I kept posting. Right. And it's um, accountability, somebody to be accountable. Accountability. To. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't have to be all figured out or perfect to start. Mm. That was a big thing for me today and talking to some clients I was talking to. It's like when I started Actors Fast Track, I got a $300 logo, right? And I just started reaching out to actors that I knew because I taught acting for 13 years in the same school. So those people there are called what we call low hanging fruit. They already were familiar with me. Therefore, they knew me. Therefore, they trusted me. Hmm. So I call them up and sell them a package and they would buy and they would work with me because they believed in me and they knew that I knew what I was talking about. Right. So that's what we call low hanging fruit. So I like a lot of times actors spend a lot of time like, oh, we have to have the perfect headshot and I have to have the perfect reel and I have to have this and all this stuff. And it's like, no, you don't like, I always say this, um, you know, because I think this is another thing that's a perception that happens a lot. It's like, well, I have to prove myself in order for you to hire me. Yeah. No, you don't. If you decided I make really good pizza 
and I'm going to open my own pizza restaurant, right? Um, I'm going to go and I'm going to open my own pizza restaurant. You don't need a James Beard Award and you don't need, you know, four Michelin stars. You don't need all the awards to open a restaurant. You open a restaurant, you believe in your product and you mm. start advertising your product. Come here for my best pizza. My kids say I make the best pizza. And then you get a customer and you treat that customer well. And that customer goes and tells their friends and more customers come in. And then you become popular and then you win the James Beard Award or then you win the Michelin stars, you know, and you make your pizza restaurant and then you get the big review in the mm -hmm. newspaper, the Picayune or whatever it is, right? <laughs> you get the big review and you go, you know, and then people line up outside the restaurant or someone comes and does we have this guy uh, in America right now called Keith Lee on TikTok and his thing he's got like 5 million followers now he goes to small mom and pop restaurants and he reviews them and what's happening now is as soon as he does the review the next day the person opens for business they have a line down the street and he's mm. saving all these small biz restaurant businesses fantastic. in America. Fantastic. It's fantastic. And like I have several, I'm coming to London, right? And I have several videos saved of like, <laughs> you know, because now TikTok's <laughs> like the place you go. I'm yeah. Like, oh, this bakery and this restaurant and this whatever, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, TikTok, that's the power of social media. It is so powerful. It's so powerful that, like like you say, this guy with 5 million followers the yeah. next day can change on the turn of a penny, you know, can change the whole, the whole life. Someone's of whole life. Yeah, yeah. This guy was like, he was like, his dream was to open his restaurant. He was in Las Vegas and he was like struggling, struggling to pay his staff and everything. Keith Lee did this review of him and the next day, like, there was a line down the block ever since there's been a line down the block. He's had to hire more people. The news was out there and he's on TikTok crying. Like Keith mm. Lee saved his life. Mm. Saved mm. his life. You know, it's so exciting. It's so, yeah, social media is, can be a very bad thing, but I'm a big believer right now in TikTok. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, I, yeah. um, and I have a bunch of actor clients. I mean, I have a girl in, in London right now who has a billboard all over London and she rose to the top and doing TikToks on black authors. And, and, and now those black authors are turning those books into movies and guess who they're going to put in their movie. Yeah. It's making yourself known, believing, like you say, with the idea of the pizza restaurant, it's just like, you don't need, I don't need an Oscar to, no, I don't need any even, even need any credits. Like yeah. once you say I'm an actor, then go be an actor. Like yeah. you don't need to prove that you deserve to be an actor. And I think that's also a very bad perception that I have to prove. Mm. I have to show you proof that I'm supposed to be an actor. No, you don't. Yeah. It's very yeah. deeply ingrained in people, though, isn't oh it? It's God. God. And that's what I love so much about Actors Fast Track and what you are doing is that it's working on mindset and people's and and kind of, you know, peeling away those those false beliefs and encouraging people to actually 
stand in their power. Yeah. And I didn't know when I started that I would have to do so much mindset work. Right. Yeah. Like, I guess I just didn't, you know, I think my misperception was that before Actors Fast Track, which is 11 years old, I used to teach business of acting. I wrote a textbook, you know, I taught Mm -hmm. in university level and I, I thought that some of the people would get it and some, some of the people didn't. But what I realized is the difference between the didn't and the get it was a mindset. And it was a constant, you know, when I rehearse, when we rehearse in a play, it's like we we create a groove. So when we walk on stage, when the play opens and we walk on stage, we just follow that groove because we've rehearsed it right? We've created a groove. Mm. And so, you know, if you're in a long running play, like I was in a long running off Broadway play, like you could, you know, like when you drive someone at the same place every day, sometimes you, you go, how did I get here? I don't even remember the drive mm. because you, you rehearse it. You rehearsed it so many times that it's a natural groove. Well, we do the same in our brain. We create grooves in our brain. And so when I work with an actor, sometimes they're like, I have this actor that I met seven years. He'd been in LA looking for an agent. So like he was convinced that the way he was going to be a star was to get an agent. That was a deep rehearsed groove Mm. in his brain. So even when I got him out of that groove, the tendency is to go back into that groove because the group's deep and you automatically slip back into the groove mm. of like thinking like that. So like, even after we got him an agent, he was still looking for a better agent, right? <laughs> like, like it was like, I was like, sometimes I like just have to yank them out of it and, and shake them and say, no, we're going to do this a new way. Because well, this, this is the thing about these neural pathways that, that, have been like you say the groove you know these neural pathways these beliefs that we have it's really uncomfortable for a lot of people a lot of people feel resistance and discomfort when they have to step out of that groove because they're actually the brain is actually creating a new pathway of a new belief structure it's like if you've ever had to, like I quit smoking, right? And I smoked for years. And what I realized, because I got hypnotized, was every time I felt happy, sad, mad, crazy, whatever it was, Pavlov's dogs, the response of the human body is when you feel that way, mm. your body is conditioned to breathe in. Mm. But when you smoke, you create the breathing in of the smoke. And so anytime I felt emotional, it was like, or if you eat to right ingest the food. And so you have to like retrain your brain to Mm. just go. That's why meditation is such an amazing thing because it helps you to retrain your brain. Um, We talk a lot about meditation at Actors Fast Track because, you know, as a, no one ever tells an actor they're an entrepreneur. And even if they did, they don't explain what that means. 80% of entrepreneurs fail within the first five years. So that's why actors fail. 
because they don't even know they're an entrepreneur. They're waiting <laughs> for some knight in shining armor, an agent to come along and magically give them a career and rescue them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, you know, and it's the people that there are people that are naturally persistent and tenacious uh, like Margot Robbie is a perfect mm-hmm. example of that, who was in every article I've read about her, you know, people like, oh, like when they said when she pitched herself to Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, they're like, yeah, but she was Margot Robbie. If you read about her, she was always like that, because how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. Amen. That's how you do anything is how you do everything. It was a tenacious child. Like J. Edgar Hoover, who was the head of our FBI for 50 years, right? As a child, I did a show about him. I played him. But as a (laughs) child, as a child, he kept notes on the playground about all the kids (laughs) he didn't like. You're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you. That's, wow. Right? He was doing it from the beginning. And then he just figured out how to make money and be the head of our FBI for 50 years. Right. He kept taking notes on people that he didn't like, like Martin Luther King and, you know, Huey P. Newton and all the people that he didn't like. Right. That's that's that is insane. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't come in and learn a new behavior. Yeah. Right. I mean, we well, all have I was I was listening to a guy the other day who was saying again on social media, on Instagram, and he said, look, if you. Uh, if you do something, anything for 18 minutes a day, roughly 18 minutes a day, every day, consistency is key. If you do something roughly for 18 minutes a day and just repeat it for a year, you will be better than 97% of the population at that particular thing. And that's 18 minutes a day. And this guy was going, look, if I taught my kid how to, you know, surf and and ride and shoot and he'll be Jason Bourne, you know? And I was just like, it's true. It's that short space of time. But what you said there, people give up. It's that they give up just because we get tired as actors. We're always looking for that, that kind of, oh, and I'll be found, you know, uh, somebody will find me. (laughs) But the but we're not way. yeah but we're not putting ourselves out there. No, we're waiting and, for somebody to flick and through if the spotlight. You love what you know. do. Like you know, I worked the other day a twelve-hour day. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do that every day because, like, I it you know I'm older and it messes with my body and my mind. But I, I wasn't working a twelve-hour day because I was forced to work it or because. I was sad I had to work it. I enjoyed it. I was obsessed. I was in my bed with my computer, like doing work for my company, mm. right? Like I was obsessed. So when you're doing what you love and you've got your eye focused on what you want, it's way easier, you know, um, right? It. It's way easier. And once you get into the habit, right? Like you always get over the hump, like, the things that my clients are upset about in their acting career, I'm way over that hump, 
right? Because I've been at that business for 37 years, Mm -hmm. right? So for me, like picking up the phone and calling someone or reaching out or doing what I need to do or arguing with my agent or whatever it is I have to do that might seem difficult to some people. It ain't difficult for me. You know, I've had to learn now a new set of skills running a business for actors. It's a different thing, right? And so, uh, yeah, so, and, and I'm over in a lot of ways of the humps, you know, because I made it past the five-year mark. <laughs> yeah, 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 well past and, and the 10-year and the 10-year mark now. Well yeah. past the five-year year mark. Yeah. And and with the business, I mean, as well as teaching people, as well as teaching people about mindset, there's real practical. Oh, yeah. You know. I mean, I, I could teach the practical stuff all day. Right. It's just that I have to get to the mindset because I give the people practical and then they don't take action. And so then I'm like, okay, now we have to do mindset. But the practical stuff, I built this entire business on stealing from entrepreneur coaches on how they teach you to run a successful business. Mm -hmm. And I just translated that for actors. Right. But, you know, the number one activity that we do as actors in actors fast track is we reach out to our customers because if you're not bringing money in the door you're not in business yeah yeah so you know if i go in and talk to a room full of a thousand actors i ask them what they're doing about their acting career they're going to be like well i'm getting i'm I'm looking for a new agent because mine sucks i'm taking this amazing acting class and i need new headshots That's all fine and good for your business, but nothing that that person, those people just told me has anything to do with really being in business. Business is sales. Business is the exchange of products, services, or ideas for money. And if you're not doing that first and foremost, then you're not in business. So if you're not out there selling your product, then you're not in business. And yes, an agent sells your product for you, but if you're not selling it first, then you're not in business. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? How much time you may spend <laughs> whilst you're whilst you're doing some temporary job uh, as, outside of your acting's putting energy into somebody else's business, but but then sacrifice your own, you know, your your you sacrifice focusing on yourself and really putting the work in. And I think what it is is especially in England. There is a lot of fear around approaching people. I know we've talked about it, but there's loads of fear around approaching uh, uh, directors, approaching agents, approaching casting directors, approaching producers. People have fear. This whole thing about, I don't want to be pushy. Oh, my God, I can't be. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I can't. I can't be pushy. I can't say hello. I'll just stand here and and hope that they see me. And and, and making yourself known isn't being pushy. No. No, I, I you know, that's a cultural mindset, which mm. I, you know, when I first started coming to London, um, you know, five years ago, and my fear was that, you know, when I started getting a lot of clients internationally. I got clients internationally because I taught it in an international school. So I always got clients internationally because, you know, my first client was from Colombia, right? So I always got people 
So I, and, and I remember someone from Columbia telling me, well, business is done different here. It's kind of like cutthroat and behind your back and dirty, right? And all that. I'm like, you know what? The culture of business can be different, but business itself never changes. Mm. Business is the exchange of products, services, or ideas for money. The culture of how you do business can change. And you can be, I have met plenty of Brits that are super polite, but very pushy. Mm. Right. Mm. So, um, and my experience has been that what I teach works almost better in the UK than anywhere else because no yeah. one is doing it because of that belief. Yeah. And so, you know, like I had a client get um, a, a meeting with Ridley Scott by just walking <gasps> in his office. And he was like, no one's ever done that before. Uh, yeah. They have, they have now. They have now, right? <laughs> and so, um, oh, uh, <laughs> I remember telling this one casting director, one of the casting directors of The Crown, we were in a room together, you know, we were doing the Actor Pro Expo. She's like, what do you do? And I told her, and you should see the look of horror on her face. <laughs> <laughs> just the power back. How dare you? We've done a great job of letting them not know that they have any power whatsoever how dare you try to take them give them their power back you know with the look on her face and it's like but you know here's the thing it works I met a um a director who signed with CAA um South African so they have a little bit of that mentality there as well right and and And, just for people who don't know what CAA is can you just let people know yeah creative artists agency it's like the biggest most powerful agency in the world, talent agency in the yeah. world. Um, so I met a director and uh, he said that he was, uh, he was scared to pitch to another director who was very, very famous. And, um, but this guy signed by CAA, so like a low, like he was scared to pitch to them. And it's like, it's like, and when I was, when we were talking to him, we, we mentioned, you know, some of his movies and all that. And we're like, he's like, I don't want to sound pushy or I don't want to sound salesy or I don't want to feel like, I was like, when we sat down and we started talking about your product, your movies, did you feel like we were being pushy or salesy to you? He goes, no, I liked it. I liked that you knew about my movies and you were talking to him. I'm like, hello. <laughs> yeah. That, right. When you talk to someone and you talk about them and you're knowledgeable, because I think the other misperception is that actors are dumb. In fact, there's several businesses out there that, that, you know, like there's literally a very famous podcast in America that starts with a cartoon that says Hmm. actors are dumb. I'm like, so they really believe actors are dumb. So when you come in and you're like, you know, I really loved what you did in this project. And why did you go with that person? And that was an interesting way you told the story. And I love the fact that you used a three camera setup there or you have, or I read your other script and it really Mm. amazed me and what you did in this story. And when you start talking on the level, that level, they're like, oh, thank you. Well, thank you for noticing. Thank you for seeing my my material. Thank you for caring about what I do. Yeah, doing your homework, doing yeah. your homework, researching and going in because 
the one thing that people love doing is to talk about themselves actually you know yes and yeah yeah, it does it does work that and who has it worked for do you have some notable successes in the business Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I have a lot of, um, over the years, like people I've taught business of acting to before I started after fast track, like people like Manuel Rufo Garcia, who's the lead in Lincoln lawyer and a big movie star now. And, uh, you know, people at that level that I've, I've worked with, but like in actors fast track, we have Angela Yo, who is in, she said she's a British Chinese actress um, really smart woman. We love her. We have Alexander Soki Kokov, who was uh, the Russian ambassador in House of Cards and went on to be a series mm-hmm. regular in the Americans. We worked with Joy Nash, the lead in Dietland. Uh, we have Tosh Jordan right now. He's on Bel Air. We have, uh, which is uh, the remake of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Is very popular. Um, we've worked with Bridget Millar, who was Dr. Vogel in the last two James Bond movies. We worked with Alistair Natkeel, who was the villain in the last season of In the Line of Duty. So we wow, yeah, like lots of actors. Yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. So lots of people in the UK, um, lots of people in other countries, lots of people in America. We have a we have a young woman, uh, Laura Bofill, who's recurring on Hacks, which, you know, one thing we had, a uh, we've had, a, we had a girl in Vice, Adam McKay's film. So yeah, we have a lot of people that are on series and in TV shows that are successful. And uh, we work with l- actors at every level. Um, Zai, um, who is Zai underscore Rambles, who's a big TikTok star from the UK, if you were in the UK in uh, December of 22, you probably saw her on every billboard about yes, TikTok. Yeah, all you were saying. Like, she was everywhere. And she is, uh, she's got a deal with Netflix. She's in Daniel Kalua's new show called The Kitchen. Um, and, you know, she's, she's, her career is like, she signed with an identity and her career is like on the up and up big time. So we're really Wow, it's amazing. You're making yeah. it, you're helping make it happen, changing these mindsets, changing these perceptions and helping. And that's the proof of the pudding is in the eating. The proof is that you've got all these incredible clients, myself included. Yes, <laughs> we have Caroline Partridge, who's amazing, and her podcast is killing it. And I'm, I'm really um, excited about where you're going to go and what you're going to do. I mean, yeah. I, just, I just brought on a couple of new, I brought on this young girl that just started working with me and oh my God, she is a, she is a star, you know? I mean, I, I have a huge amount of um, people of color, you know, um, I, I have very much a UN of uh, United Nations mm-hmm. of, uh, of clients. Um, we've had a ton of clients from Colombia, Mexico, Spain, Portugal, Australia, New Zealand, Africa, like a bunch of different countries in Africa, of course, you know, so I love that we, you know, cause right now being a person of color, it's a really good time to be as an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be out Yeah. There's so many stories being told. Yeah. So. Encouraging diversity. So obviously it's really important to have diversity within it, within the business. And um, when we talked earlier, you, you mentioned that you wanted to move into projects, producing projects. Yes. Um, 
And can you tell us a bit more about that and the kind of subject matter and and yes. where you see yourself going in yes. the next in the next five years? Absolutely. So something started to happen. Like when I first started Actors Fast Track, most of my clients would come and they would want to get an agent and get auditions. And that's what we would help them do. Right. And then all of a sudden I started seeing all these people that were content creators, whether they were on TikTok or they were writing their own scripts and, and all that. And it used to be sort of like 80% agent, normal route, 20% the other route. Now it's almost flipped. Um, it's almost flipped. So we started um, getting all of these clients that were writing their own stuff or were TikTok creators or Instagram. We had Natalie Friedman, who has like 4 million followers on Instagram and TikTok on TikTok. And she, right, we were seeing all these people make money and, and get, go that way. So last year I said to myself, or the year before, I think I said to myself that I want to get into producing as a company. Mm-hmm. Like I see that's the direction. So I went and talked to a bunch of my producer friends. And the minute they started talking about money and budgeting, I, my, I kind of like my eyes glazed over, you know? And so, I, so, you know, we, you and I talk a lot about manifesting. Mm-hmm. And I believe that in that moment, I manifested it. So one of my coaches, Jesse Holder, um, produced a film last year that took off and, she was on the front page of Deadline. And then one of my other coaches uh, produced his own um, uh, uh, kids animated show. And now it's a podcast and it's doing really well. And so all of a sudden, everyone that worked for me started getting successful at producing. And I was like, okay, I the thing that I always learn in manifesting is I don't have to do all the work. Mm. And so now the production side is happening. So what's happening literally now is we just launched three new packages that are for high uh, multi-hyphenate actors, actors that are producers. So we just had an actress, Amy Schumacher, who had a movie in the Regal Cinemas it, at Christmas and did really, really well. And so, and, and her own acting career is taking off. And so we, uh, so now we're offering these multi-hyphenate packages mm-hmm. where people can bring us so we have a, a woman right now that came to us with a multi-million dollar movie that she wrote and she's already got the money in place and she's working with us for a year to put into place all the things she needs to have to place to get the movie made, hmm. right? And because of our connections with other people, we were able to help her get other actors for that movie. And what I want to create is an all-inclusive place. So we get our actors and our clients' projects made, and we have connections with producers in Canada and here in America and the UK. And so we're able to get these pieces for our clients made, produced, and I want to produce. My first out-of-the-gate project is a reality show. It's a cooking show with me and my husband. Mm. That's what we are we are working on. And I'm also looking at executive producing a film this year. And so we are, you know, we are going down the path of producing. And that's mm. the direction that we're going on, along with offering our regular packages to actors and things like that. Mm. Mm. Fantastic. And um do you how how Right, we're going to pop into the show notes how all your all your socials, all your all your contact details. 
Um, and you regularly come to England to speak at the Actors Expo, and so yes. people can meet you there. Yes. Um, and if somebody wants to contact you directly, can you just can you just run through your 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 contact? Oh, sure. You just reach out to us. Like if you're if you're on TikTok, you you know I I have all my links on there under at, at Actors Fast Track. Uh, all my links on there to get on our calendar and stuff like that. If you aren't on TikTok, you just reach out to us either through our website, actorsfasttrack.com, or you email me, Valerie, it's V-A-L-O-R-I-E, at actorsfasttrack.com, or our lovely Sarah, S-A-R-A, at actorsfasttrack.com. Say, hey, I heard you on the podcast. I'd love to meet with you. And we'll send you a link. There is never any... You never have to feel like you have to purchase from us. Mm-hmm. We feel like as a company, the right people show up in front of us and we work with the people. We have the most amazing clients in the world and we want you to vet us. We want you to know us. We want you to talk to us, right? And and make sure it's a right match for you. There's a lot of scams out there and things like that. And so, so a lot of actors get a little hesitant and I understand that. And I never want you to feel uneasy. Now, am, are you going to get mad at me sometimes or feel like, <laughs> uh, or like uh, frustrated or overwhelmed? Yes, that's part of being in business. Yeah. But yeah. my job is to talk you off of the ledge and get you <laughs> doing what you need to do. But the first, the first step is always just reaching out and saying, hey, I like what you have to say. Can you just talk to me? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to change my life. I want to change the things. I want to change the perception that 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 actors are these kind of buffeted about by the wind, or uh, you know, or or they don't work very hard because bloody hell, actors work hard. You know. Oh my gosh, actors are the. That's why I get so upset with this. You know, actors are dumb. No, they're not. They're the smartest people I know. Mm. Right? They're really smart. They're really creative. They're amazing people. I love actors. I've been an actor since I was three. I'm 60 years old. I've been an actress for 57 years. That's all I ever wanted to do. I've worked in every medium and I love what I do. And so, mm. you know, I, um, well, if I guess anyone's career, I take Andy Circus's career. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. my precious. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> my precious. But that's why I love motion capture. <laughs> but, but, well, I was going to say, the thing is, you know who you are. And that's the main, once you know who you are, once you've decided who you are, then that's how you can market yourself I think that's one of the golden nuggets really and I love your tagline of who you are can you can you tell us Val your your oh yeah so I'm Valerie Hubbard I'm the buoyant ballsy broad who will take you through the fun house I'm a cross between Kathy Bates and Drew Barrymore I play that lady that lives across the street from you when you see me coming you turn off your lights and pretend like you're not home (laughs) that's fantastic because once you have that, that's and you know who you are and you're confident in it, people want that. The right people will come to you because they want that. Yeah. It's fantastic. Valerie, oh my God, it has been so wonderful. It's always wonderful speaking to you. I always have fun. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for, for coming. 
and speaking to us and sharing your wisdom and sharing your insight and dispelling some of these misconceptions. And also, I think, giving people out there who who want to enter the acting profession or who are already actors, giving them an, an, an injection of hope and energy to say, look, you can actually, if you're feeling tired, hey, we all get tired of things. You're feeling tired, you you can still make it, you know, you can still make it. It's just, it's just about shifting your focus and your perspective and understanding, as you say, knowing who you are, understanding who you are, understanding how to uh promote yourself and and being consistent, putting the work in. And uh yeah. You'll you'll get there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, um, you know, look, if you're not getting what you want in your life, then you have to do something different. Yeah. That's just it. Right. And that is sometimes the hardest thing for us to face about ourselves. Right. Because we don't want to, especially when you get older, you think, oh, well, right? Like uh, this again, or I have to keep learning or isn't one day it going to get better or it's not going to. And the, and the thing is like, no, I mean, one thing I, the biggest lesson I learned from my mother is that, you know, the day after my dad died, she said, this is the first day of my new life. And she always made decisions for herself and still does at 89 years old on in a few days that she that she constantly is living until she's gone, right? And I think it's really important to know that don't give up no matter what age you are. Like don't, and if things aren't going your way, then take a look at it. And and you don't have to put yourself down. You just have to take a different action. Exactly. Take a dip, just shift your, shift your perspective, take a different action and, and, and commit and go for it. Yeah. Oh, Valerie, I love you. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. So great to speak to you. And um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Please like and follow and share and subscribe and let me know what you think. And um, I will speak to you again on another episode of the Perception Podcast. <laughs>